Welcome to the BJU Press Teacher Edition Podcast, where Christian educators are encouraged and inspired as we bring you interviews, practical ideas, strategies, and answer your questions about teaching in today's culture. And here's your host, Jenny Copeland. September 11th is just around the corner, and with it comes another anniversary, a very tragic day in American history. You know, so many of us remember the very place where we were when we heard the news. And, you know, even today, some 20 years later, we still remember so clearly the uncertainty, the confusion, the fear that was swirling around. You know, but we also remember so well the hundreds of first responders who rushed in to help in that situation. You know, they were they're an example of bravery and care. Many gave their lives that day. And, you know, today, first responders continue their work of caring and protecting. And in just a moment, we're going to have the privilege to talk with a first responder. But first, I want to say welcome and thank you to you, our listeners. We appreciate you taking time to listen in. We also appreciate it when you take time to subscribe to the podcast or also even to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's a great way to help out the show. We appreciate those of you who have followed us on social media. Let me invite you to do that if you haven't. We are Teacher Edition Podcast on Facebook, and you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Teacher Edition Pod. Again, that's Teacher Edition Pod. And just before I introduce today's guest, I want to invite you again to go to our website. That's TeacherEditionPodcast.com. There you can subscribe to our emails. You can also submit your questions and your stories. Okay, so do you have a topic or a question that you just would really love to pick someone's brain about? Okay, then go jump on our website, teacheredditionpodcast.com, and click that button to leave us a question. We've had some fabulous guests on our show, and we have more to come, and they have just really brought so much experience and expertise to the table as they've answered those questions that have been submitted. So please do keep those coming. All right. I mentioned we are honored to have a first responder with us here today on the show. I'd like to introduce you to Master Trooper Tom Jenko. He's actually originally from New York, but moved to Florida as a teenager. He accepted Christ as his savior at 15 years of age, and actually he majored in pastoral studies in college. He met his wife, Tammy, while they were in college, and I hear, and maybe he can confirm this for us, that he proposed to her on the top of the Empire State Building. So maybe I'll let him comment on that. They do have one son. He's going into high school this coming fall. So interestingly enough, in 2006, the Lord led Master Trooper Jenko to pursue a career in law enforcement. One year later, he joined the South Carolina Highway Patrol. He began as a road trooper. And then after 12 and a half years, he transferred to a specialized unit um, to help reduce the speed and promote the safety in construction zones. We know that that's really, really important. After that unit was dissolved, he moved to his current position, and that's in the insurance unit where he retrieves expired license plates. Okay, I didn't even actually know that that type of unit existed, but I have learned about it. I know now. As a trooper, he really enjoys building relationships with people and educating the public in general about road safety. So I have seen him in action. Okay, well, maybe I should clarify. I haven't seen him in action, meaning his patrol car lights were in my rearview mirror, or even in him taking my license plate. So I'll clarify that. But he really does have a passion for the work that God has called him to do, and he has a passion to share that with others. And I have observed that. So Master Trooper Jenko, thank you for your service, and welcome to the Teacher Edition podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. 
So I introduced this episode with some brief comments about September 11th. Let's jump back there as we get started. So this, this might date me just a bit, but I was in my final year of college and I very distinctly remember just the explosion of news in the building when the first tower was hit. And I remember them rolling in TVs and the students were all gathering in classrooms and we watched as the second tower was hit, as the towers fell, and just as the entire nation stood stunned and grieving. And it was, it still is, it's really just hard to wrap my mind around something of that magnitude and that loss. So what about you, Master Trooper Jenko? What are your memories? What do you remember from that day? I, I actually, um, being from New York, it it does kind of hit me at home. Uh, my brother was currently working in New York City at the time. Uh, so I do remember actually being on the roof of uh, the executive residence on the campus of Bob Jones University, renovating the entire uh, building. Uh, we are re-roofing it, everything. And somehow we got a phone call saying what happened. And then I immediately tried to call my brother, knowing that he worked in New York City at that time. Uh, didn't get a hold of him, but praise the Lord, he's fine. Everyone's fine. Um, so I don't personally know anyone that did suffer from uh, that day. Um, but of course, being from New York, seeing that and having family memory was I, even every September when I watch it, I always watch a lot of the specials and it's, it is hard to see. It, it makes me angry. Um, it still does. Um, but I always have to say this and I know this might sound weird, but I mean, because it's kind of like a little bit pop out statement, but it's the Lord's in control. And as much as that might have been a horrible day, nothing surprises the Lord. And so I use that also in my life in law enforcement when I have to see or interact with people who are having a bad day. So, I mean, it's, it's a, it's, it's an interesting concept of just that day and telling people, so yeah, it was horrible. But the Lord's in control. Absolutely. And so I always try to use that. Yeah, that's great. It's great to bring it back to that perspective. That didn't surprise the Lord. He he oversaw that and how grateful we are that he does. So I'm sure our listeners are wondering how a first responder ties in with a podcast that's for Christian educators. So before we jump into that specifically, I'd love for you to talk briefly about what it is like being a Christian in law enforcement and more specifically how does your biblical worldview impact your work each day? There's so much that I could say. Um, the Lord saved me at 15 years old. I've always wanted to be in law enforcement in a way. You know, it, to date me, there was a TV show uh, with um, William Shatner, TJ Hooker, policeman. And my initials are TJ. And so I would, my mother would tell you that I would run around yelling teacher hook a policeman and so i have always done it and even today sometimes i walk out and i see the patrol car sitting in my driveway and it still really amazes me that i am doing the job and so it's really uh just from that round of what what i was doing when i was younger and now so it's, it's amazing um but as as a christian it's it's amazing it really is because 
you have the opportunity uh, to interact with people. So my major in, in college was pastoral studies. It wasn't um, criminal justice or anything like that. And um, it's, you know, I've always said we see the best people at their worst and the worst people at their best. And what I mean by that is we all are sinners, every single one of us. And we see our own little nugget of a world, our bubble of a world of our own sin, our family's own sin, and not even to the great extent of that sin. This being in law enforcement gives me a greater picture of really how sinful we are and how gracious the Lord is. So, and then I see those people. So I see the bad people at their best because they're just being so good at being bad. And then the rest of us who are having a bad day, whether it's something major felony status or just a simple traffic violation. And we're seeing a, a, a good person at their worst. And so that's what I mean by we see the best people at the worst and the worst people at their best. And I think with a pastoral studies uh, major and being a Christian and constantly having that foundation that the Lord is in control, no matter what, that helps me really to come alongside the the person that I'm interacting with and trying to encourage them that that might be a ticket, that might be a warning, that might be just a stern talking to. And hopefully, Lord willing, that I will do right as well and just have a good attitude and not take it personally and interact with the person and ultimately show them Christ by directing them to having a good um, change in behavior in following the law. So it, it really is. I, I meet so many people and it's just so fun. And for this position that I'm in with the insurance enforcement unit, I have been able to stand there and really talk to people and just talk to them. And it, 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 it's amazing. It's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. And so it has challenges, um, as a Christian in law enforcement, there are things that we don't want to see. Um, you have to have a thick skin. You have to be called by this, just like by the Lord, um, just like the pastorate, just like anything else. Not everyone is cut out to be. I, I think that the Lord has been grooming me with my life experience, with what I've grown up with, of how I can properly talk to people. Definitely being a Christian um, brings to that responsibility, you know, just a whole different perspective. Thanks for sharing about that. Let's shift over to talking about a connection the connection between the classroom and first responders. So as educators, we appreciate what first responders do every day to keep our communities, our families, our schools safe. We know that's not an easy job, and especially in today's world, I, I can't even imagine. My guess is that many of our listeners already do or would really like to show their appreciation to you all as first responders. Of course, it's ultimately to show their thanks, but that also gives teachers and principals other school personnel, an opportunity to talk about what you all do, you know, with the students, and also to model and demonstrate respect and appreciation for your service to the community. 
I know they want to do that in a way that's most meaningful to first responders, but often we just don't know what that is. So I know that might be an awkward question for you, but hopefully you see it as coming from a heart of appreciation. But could you share with us some ways that classrooms or schools can support first responders? We want to be appreciated. There is a lot of ways that people show appreciation. Um, and and I, I've even talked to other officers about it where, you know, they might make some comments and everyone's different, but I feel like, you know, when, you know, we have a lot of assemblies, uh, let's say like a church might have a cup of blue or thin blue line assembly, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, and there, it is very much appreciated. I know we do appreciate, I know I appreciate it. Um, I feel like one way, you know, or when during COVID, when my son was in, uh, in the elementary school, they did a drive through, uh, where they, you know, just thanked us and had that. And that was nice. Um, there was, uh, you know, there's a lot of ways at breakfast, um, they could, you know, do that. Of course, any police officer is going to like free food. Right. Donuts, <laughs> right? Free... You, you know, what's funny about that is I'm a weird police officer. I don't really care for donuts and I don't really care for coffee. I'm oh, weird. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, every so often I'll have a donut or coffee, but I will never get a donut when I'm in uniform uh, just for that stigma. Um, but, you know, it's we. I know it is appreciated um, and it's hard to beyond that little thing. What, what do we do? What can we do? Um, I, and I have been on the receiving end of getting stuff. I, I, I liken it to my son when he was at a place where there was um, the, a field day where they were have all those little gifts that the, the kids just love, but all his parents hate and we don't want them in our thing because they're just going to sit there. And it, it is nice. The kids like in everything. It, it's wonderful. For a law enforcement officer, I, I feel like it has to be a little bit more, th more thought out. Because we have laws in place for ethic, ethical laws, uh, we can't receive a lot of gifts. And I am not going to be the one that sits here and tells you what the law is specifically. Um, because I've heard a couple things where it's like a $5, $10, $25, I, I don't know. So I've always put into practice, I don't. I try not to receive anything, no matter how small it might be. Um, and I hate it for the fact that, because I feel like I'm stealing someone's blessing of trying to really thank me. So what I try to tell people is, if you want to thank someone when you go to a restaurant, buy their meal. Um, now that's, I've had people buy my meal individually. I've had troopers where there's 10 troopers and they buy the whole table. You do whatever is uh, comfortable and right for you. Uh, sometimes people will, we want to thank the person, but that's a balance because how do you do that without coming across? Look what I did. People will come up to us and take our uh, tickets and they'll say, and they, sometimes they say stuff, sometimes they don't. So like, you know, I mean, the one big thing that I thought of is insoles, um, that like we're on our feet all the time. 
So I would suggest, you know, contact the local agency. And so I feel like if you're going to do it for one, you should do it for all. Contact the local agency that you pick out and say, hey, how many officers do you have? Okay, you got 35 or you got 355. Okay, let's raise money. Let's get insoles. Pull, see how many, what sizes, uh, what shoes, and you can do insoles because we're on our feet a lot. And I, I have to change my insoles every so often. That is very, very practical. Um, pens and notebooks. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could do that. There are some people who are diehard G2 pens or diehard Bic pens. Um, and with the digital age right now, most of my stuff is typed. So I don't use a pen that much. Um, but when I went on the insurance team, I use pens more often now. So it just all depends. Even with like the assemblies that they're not long, we're uncomfortable. We're very uncomfortable in our uniforms. They're, they're very heavy. They're very, they hurt. So I feel like even chairs, um, office chairs, they're not wide enough for us. But if you're sitting in an assembly, try to keep it short, sweet, um, have a meal afterwards or whatnot. Um, and, you know, just like I said, it's just even like some small agencies, they don't, they have to provide their own handcuffs. They have to provide their own body armor. They, they have to provide their own firearms. So if, if a church wanted to raise money and have some kind of thing. So I think a good takeaway for our listeners is just check with the local agency. You know, if you want to help out a group, just reach out and check because even, you know, what you're sharing here locally may be different in a different state. Of course, we know we have listeners from all over the country. So just check in with your local agency, see what's needed, what would be helpful. And even if you have an idea of something, check and just make sure that they can have that. Because like you mentioned, some agencies they do need to provide their own things. So maybe they could bring in something of their own if it's donated, but others, they only use issued items. So it's good. You'd hate to do all that to raise all that and deliver it and then find out it's not something they could use. I love the idea of insoles and that's so practical. And I think that's a really good message for our listeners too, of think of those very practical ideas instead of, like you mentioned, things that might be more typical like mugs or cups or things like that. Um, things that are really practical and could be used. Let's talk about the relationship between first responders and schools. So I think as educators, we often overlook how first responders can really contribute to the classroom. You mentioned touch a truck. I love that. I've been at schools that do that. And the students love that. They get to get up close. And I love the opportunity for them to see first responders in that type of setting instead of always in an emergency or in a sad situation or be afraid. I think a lot of them are afraid because that's the only time they see them. And it's a great time for them to interact with you and get to thank you. But could you share some other ideas of how first responders could really partner with schools or classrooms and be a help in that way? So uh, along with the touch truck, I know that my son's school had career day. So career day where they brought in multiple career days. And I was kind of, you know, I mean, I got to be a little selfish here, you know? So what I did was I decorated my table to bring people's eyes. And one thing I did was I took my flashlight and a, and a, my our orange safety cone and put it on flash and stuck it way up in the ceiling grid and so when you walk down the hall, you might see all this cool stuff, but your eye went right towards that flash of light. Like, what is that over there? And stick proud. And, oh, yeah. And, you know, of course, me and my having my son, um, I handcuffed him every single time. 
Um, and of course, every other kid was like, oh, can you do it to me? I'm like, no. I'm like, it's my son. That's all I'm doing. I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. I'm just 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 him because he's my blood. Um, and uh, you know, so career days, even even like the community and talking, going back to going to just talking to the agency, um, a church can be involved with the the local uh, community, the city hall, or whatever to talk about like citizen review boards and really just because when they know that we're just the same and they know that we're no different and we, they make mistakes, we make mistakes and we all have a job to do, then it's better. Um, I've had so many interactions with people where after that initial, they had that anger. And then when I calm them down and talk to them and they realize, okay, this is a human then they would, you know, so it, having that career day, ha- inviting the, uh, the agencies onto the property to, and, and, and let your mind wander. It could be the touch a truck. It could be, uh, the meal time. It could be anything you want that really interacts. You know, we have, and a lot of agencies do have drunk goggles where we put goggles on you and it makes your vision. Like if you were under the influence and so a lot of people, you know, to educate, always educate, educate, educate. We are actually trained to be partial teachers. Uh, we're educators because we're educating the public on what to do and not to do. Unfortunately, our student base are people who don't care and don't and wouldn't violate the law, not like a student in, in school. Um, but the the field trips to the agencies to have a tour or to just you know invite them to speak uh, a safety uh, a safety. We have a lot of our our community relations officers. They they talk at businesses that just invite the trooper or the officer to uh, their company and say, hey, we're just going to have a safety meeting. We're going to talk about safety, and you know, so it's any interaction, even at church, you could do it not so much on a Sunday, but more of like an informal Wednesday. And it doesn't have to, because what if something happens? Think about your doors, your windows, or your access points. Uh, it doesn't have to be Fort Knox, but it has to be a safe situation for people to want to come and worship the Lord. And if it seems practical, then do it. If there is a a time where there's not where it's not a good time where an officer loses his life and gives his life for the community there's also that where you know i i actually have we lost a trooper uh, many years ago and i think i have some things that were sent that just whatever and say thank you and to, even that little thing just is nice uh so there, there, there's so much that I'm not even touching that you could show that you do appreciate it. Yes. No, actually, I love that. And I love what you mentioned as far as opportunities. I think the students would definitely benefit from that. I love partnering to help with school safety. That's so important. I know you mentioned a lot about churches as well. And so many of our listeners are in schools where there are churches and these opportunities apply to both. So I think that's great. I love the field trips. Great opportunity. So as we wrap up the episode, actually, I'm going to just piggyback off of what you just started to talk about. I do have one last question. And again, it connects first responders to the classroom. 
and specifically to your experience. So you're out there every day. You're interacting with all ages and all walks of life. And I'm sure you've seen so much and you are confronted with unending scenarios and unique situations. I'm sure you <laughs> are never surprised by things that pop up or maybe you're always surprised. It's just unending these days. But even at that, I'm guessing you're seeing trends, trends in choices and behavior, trends in responses. So could you share some of the trends you're seeing out there? And from that, really, what advice could you give to teachers? So I guess where I'm going is that teachers are pouring their lives into these students every single day, and they're working to instill a biblical worldview into them. So what are some things from your perspective that you would really encourage the teachers to focus on with their students based on what you see? So I'm in my 17th year, and I'll complete my 17th year in January. From day one to day now, it's not even, you know, a lot of people will blame the young people for attitudes or whatever. When I was younger, and if there was a police officer, I remember my older family members, you know, hey, you know, you know, we were very respectful. We were very nice. You know, everyone had their seatbelt on, even though it was not a primary offense, they still did it way back then. But now that it's a primary offense, I mean, that's the biggest attitude I get from seatbelts uh, because it's their personal responsibility. And the way I put it is that they have no respect for themselves. And then when you have no respect for yourself, that translates to no respect for others. And then from others to community and to rule of law and then to the representation of rule of law. So... It's totally getting worse. I mean, and it's not just the young crowd. And they feel like they, there's this um, this attitude of, I don't deserve it. And because I know Jesus personally. And so do I. But if you read your Bible, we are righteousness is those filthy rags. And so we are supposed to be light. And I'm not a police officer first. I'm a Christian who happens to be a police officer. And so I have to re recognize that I represent Christ. I represent someone. I re represent more than me. So I, I do represent my church. I represent my school. I represent uh, my family. I represent my agency, but ultimately I represent my Lord and Savior. And we could go on all different traffic laws on that. Um, for the, to tell the kids and tell the students, the teachers uh, and everyone, uh, you know, think before you act, you know, take res personal responsibility for yourself. Really just think about that so much, because if you don't, you're going to get in trouble. And if you get in trouble, whether it's with mom and dad or with the school or the church or, or me, you know, it's, you need to accept that. And there's nothing wrong with asking for mercy, but at the right time. And, you know, the attitude, we don't need an attitude. Um, there, you know, we're responsible for ourselves. We're not responsible for the actions of others. We're only responsible for our responses. Uh, but it also goes to us too. You know, we have to, you know, we have bad days. They, everyone has bad days. And so, you know, we all have to, be nice to each other, <laughs> not because it's the, it's the cool thing to do, but it's, it's the scriptural thing to do and, and to love one another. Um, and you know, just 
accept our consequences, the consequences for our actions. Um, but if we stray away from the foundation of scripture, we will fail. And that's whether it's in our live personal lives or private lives. And so my biggest thing is if outside of course, asking, trying to get someone to know Christ, take responsibility for yourself and know that whatever you decide has consequences down the road. And it could be 10 years down the road, a decision you made. And there are other people who will be affected by it. So we have to take responsibility for ourselves. I think those are excellent. Yeah. Coming back to just taking responsibility for your actions. That is definitely a lost art these days. We see that no matter where we are, you see that type of response from people. And I think that's a great reminder. That's something that our teachers can run with with our students is helping them to understand the importance of taking that responsibility. And really, our foundation is scripture. And we wander from that and that there will be consequences for that. So th those are fantastic. Master Trooper Jenko, you have shared with us some great things today, very thought provoking, very timely. And again, I personally, and I know on behalf of our listeners, I just want to thank you. Thank you for your service. Thank you, um, thank you for your time today and what you've shared with us and the ideas for our listeners. You're welcome. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And as we wrap up this episode, I just want to take just a moment again to remember those who lost their lives on September 11th. Let's remember those who willingly risked their lives, even giving their lives, to serve and help others. Let's remember the families of all of these and the loss they suffered that day and they still feel today. Let's pray for our first responders and for our country. You know, more than anything, America needs God. May God bless America. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you were challenged and encouraged as I was. Remember to go to teacheredishonpodcast.com to submit questions for upcoming episodes. Of course, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media. Now, it's time to get back to your day, but it's not just any day. Every day in the classroom is your day to impact and inspire through God's power and His grace working in you. Go do what God has called you to do.